Welcome to Functional Medicine Unfiltered Podcast with Dr. Megan Stenga. Join us as we deep dive into the most important health issues of our time. We'll discuss what's really at the root of chronic illness and answer the questions, why can't you get better? What's really wrong with you? And why can no one figure it out? Join Dr. Stanga as she shares the secrets of how she's helping her patients heal chronic illness and get their lives back. This is Dr. Stanga. Thank you for joining me for episode seven of the Functional Medicine Unfiltered podcast. I am super excited to be able to bring you a patient story today. One of my patients, Zulema. Zulema has agreed to share her story. And it's always my greatest honor when people are willing to do that because I feel really passionate about getting this message out about chronic illness, about Lyme, and how that's really a major root cause of people's issues. And I think that when we talk about something like Lyme disease, we don't really you know, there's really a lot of misconceptions about Lyme and, and what that looks like. And I think that most people think that it's rare, that it's people are just bedridden, it's incurable, it's only a tick-borne illness. And that is really not the reality of Lyme. Lyme is actually a very common pathogen. It's at the root of many people's issues. And most people will never know. It'll go totally missed. And so I love being able to share just real-life stories about how Lyme was a major root for somebody's kind of unexplained symptoms for a really long time. And then also being able to hear, you know, the success on the other side of it, how they are doing better and feeling better. And so Zulema is here today and she's just going to share. First, Zulema, if you want to just tell everybody who you are, you have a unique perspective in terms of your profession as a mental health professional. I think that that's really awesome to be coming into something like Lyme from that perspective. And then we'll just begin sharing your journey. So yes, thank you for having me, Dr. Singa. My name is Sulema and I my profession is mental health counselor. I'm a mental health therapist. So when I was experiencing all these symptoms at that time back in 2016, at first I didn't think too much of it until until I couldn't anymore. <laughs> and, and what were your symptoms? Yeah, so my symptoms were a lot of, it started off first with sinus pressure, sinus infections, a lot of fatigue too. But I had had my son January of 16, 2016. So I thought, well, you know, with my first one, it took, this is my second, that was my second one. So with the first one, it took me about a year and a half to kind of get back to normal and feel back to normal post postpartum. So I I thought it was all related to that. And of course, just my body changing and going to doctors and them saying, oh, sinus, sinus infections, sinusitis, blah, blah, blah. And here, take this or do rinses or take antibiotics. But it continued. And I just pushed through as I did everything else. And a lot of brain fog came along with that fatigue. The way I knew at that time how to fight fatigue was to exercise. So I did more cardio without realizing that I was hurting my adrenals even yes. more. <laughs> so insomnia kicked in and then rapidly a lot of GI issues came upon as well, heart palpitations. Now also part of my story is, you know, I had breast implants at that time and they were getting old. <laughs> so they were in that, they were getting close to the 10 year mark, which I knew, okay, they are going to have to come out. And some of these heart palpitations and pressure I felt on my chest, I felt, oh, it's that, right? The, ch the hormonal changes are moving my, I, I don't know, I just 
rationalized it and again pushed through. But those got so intense at, and during the new year, 2017, that it got so bad in Super during Super Bowl weekend. I remember we were going to mass and I couldn't get out of the car. Not only was I having an anxiety attack, but I felt weak from head to toe. And I told my husband, I can't get out of the car. Like, I feel I'm going to faint. Like, I feel like I am dying from one minute to the next. I just, I just didn't understand it. And so we went to Texas Med Clinic. That's when they ran all the lab work and all these tests and they came out fine. Mm -hmm. So that's when, and of course it gave me a Xanax because they're like, well, maybe it's anxiety and you just need to calm down and rest. And since then my kind of journey started. So, um, yeah, you know, as I listened to that story, you know, the things that stuck out to me, whenever I'm meeting with a patient and helping them figure out their root causes, right? One of the things I really pay attention to are triggering events. And typically, everyone has them. There, These are the events that are leading to a health decline. And so it completely made sense to me that Zulema's journey started with pregnancy, right? That at the year of her pregnancy, that she started experiencing symptoms. It made sense that she was having some stressors. So she was working out a lot and that actually became a physical stressor for her. Her son ended up having to have surgery and that was a huge emotional stressor for her. And then of course the implants. I mean, that is definitely, you know, really just a chronic stressor on the immune system. And so there is, it's almost like the perfect storm. It's kind of like the straw that breaks the camel's back. And I think that actually for Zulema, when her, when her child had surgery, that was an emotional trigger that kind of just sent her over the edge. And from that point forward, she was experiencing all of these symptoms. It is really common for people to tell me things like, I felt like I was dying. In fact, I remember when I was sick, I told Mark the same thing. I was like, I don't know what to tell you other than it feels like I'm dying. And it's really kind of that's the only way that patients know how to communicate that they feel so awful that that's just what it feels like. And so then I know for Zulema, from that point forward, started your journey of trying to uncover what is at the root of this. Many patients start with conventional medicine and the conventional route. And at some point, they kind of hit a dead end. And then that's when they start seeking out alternative choices. And so you want to share with us a little bit about that part of it. Yes. So I started with a conventional treatment. And that was a little after that experience of me not feeling well, not being able to get out of the car, I ended up getting worse, way worse. (laughs) So finally, my mom said, you need help. Come over here. So I had to stop working and I had to move in with my parents for a few months so that she could help me with the kids because it was just so bad. And I was losing weight rapidly. And in my mind, I thought it was cancer. Nobody was kind of getting it. And so while I was living with my parents, and then my husband obviously was in San Antonio, he had to commute. My parents live in McAllen. And we started seeing conventional doctors. So we went to a gastroenterologist and he found the H. pylori bacteria. And he said, oh, this is it. And I said, oh my God, thank God. And of course, some ulcers that were forming. And so we treated that. It was intense because I had to change my diet and then all these antibiotics that I I had never taken that many medications in my life. So I felt like, oh my gosh, okay, well, if this is going to cure me, then I'll take it. And I did. And that was the entire summer of 2017. And even though I felt at peace, 
I still felt very sick. My GI issues continued, not as severe. I wasn't losing weight anymore, but I had the burning sensations, the acid reflux. My insomnia was still going at it 100 miles an hour. I couldn't sleep. My anxiety, my heart palpitations, my brain fog, it was just terrible. And doctors really couldn't tell me after that because they're like, well, your bacteria is gone, so you're going to be fine. <laughs> and that's when a good friend of mine said, you know what, have you considered the functional medicine route? I'm like, I don't even know what that is. What is that? It's, and at first she said kind of it's anti-aging, but then they also get to the root. And that's when my journey started of finding one. So I worked with one first that did some GI testing and she gave me some supplements and that was about it. And then another one, <laughs> I went to another one and he changed my whole diet around found some food sensitivities, cleaned up my diet. That helped, but still it remained. Some things remained. My insomnia was getting better, but something in me was still not 100% at peace. How can I live like this? Like I literally can't eat anything. Yeah. And I am having to eat just very clean. I'm like, when am I going to gain weight again? How am I going to put on muscle when I don't have the energy to go back and work out like I used to? And so I thought, you know what? I think it's time for the breast implants. I think that's it because I started reading more about breast implant illness and I'm like, well, this has to be it. And it took me a long time, a lot, a lot of prayer just so that I can get stripped away from those attachments I had of the world and things that, that they're toxic bags in me. So I'm like, surely this is something that's impacting my immune system. And I took them out. And then this was just kind of like a godsend, right? I came across Dr. Stenga and her services and what it, her reviews were phenomenal. I mean, they were great. And so that was another, it's like a, a light of hope because I said, okay, I'm getting these things out and then I'm going to detox and surely something's going to, something's going to give. And there was hope when I came across you, which was a completely different approach too. The approach of getting to the root of the problem and not just changing diet or here, take these supplements and exercise or whatever. Yes. Yeah. So that's a really good point. I mean, I think that there's so many different approaches within functional medicine. Um, and what I have found, because I, I mean, I even did this early in my career, which is you can also symptom manage holistically, you know, within functional medicine, you can still not totally be getting to the root. You're just kind of symptom managing. And that's what I find. Of course, we want to eat healthy, of course. But when we're relying on diet, when we're relying on supplements that we forever have to take in order to function, in order to feel good, those are signs that we really haven't gotten to the root cause because at the end of the day, it's still not explaining, well, you know, how come my husband can eat these foods and feel fine, but I don't, you know, there's something more to the story. And so, you know, when Zulema first came in to see me, Again, the first visit with a patient is for me information gathering. I'm always trying to just better understand what is the root of this person's issues? What is their health history? What infections have they had in their life? What are the triggering events that led to this place that they're at? And really their symptoms tell me a huge story in terms of what's going on. And so when 
Zulema said things like, I'm having these weird brain zaps. I don't know if you even remember that, right? But the brain zaps, you had floaters. We talked about bouts of blurry vision. She had a history of motion sickness, muscle spasms, dry eyes, heat irritability, shortness of breath, tender lymph nodes in her neck and groin, sore throats. These are all classic, classic symptoms that I see associated with the Lyme pathogens. And so again, for me, I think maybe even just glancing at her first page of symptoms, I was like, oh, okay, this looks like it's a Lyme patient, but we're going to explore, you know, further. And so then comes the report of findings where I then share my thoughts with people. And that's typically, it's an always an interesting visit when I say the L word to people. You know, I'm always like kind of hesitant about it because there are so many many misconceptions about it. And I don't want people to... I want people to have hope. And so I'm like, be careful about Googling Lyme because what's on the internet is not exactly the reality, right? That at least in my office. But so when I said Lyme and and all of these things on your report of findings, what were some of the things that you were thinking about at that time? Yeah, not good things. (laughs) Not good things at all. When I heard Lyme's, I immediately also thought, Oh, great. Okay. Well, I don't have cancer, but I have Lyme's. So, which is worse? Because I did see it as a death sentence. I did see it as, well, I'm going to have this forever. And then I thought of, oh, well, I'm going to need some type of infusions and, you know, very similar treatment as, as cancer. And I thought, how am I going to overcome this? I, at that point, I was so exhausted. I had gone three and a half years of just treatment after treatment and lab work after lab work after lab work. And it's, it was exhausting. And I don't know that I can do this. And it was scary because yes, and the internet and the people I had heard headlines, especially celebrities, I felt like, I mean, they kind of almost died and then they took, they took them forever. One had took them seven years, 10 years. And it's like, I don't have 10 years to go through treatment. And of course, you know, it's, it's just my lack of patience of I wanted a cure now. And it wasn't good. I was in denial. And I thought, no, maybe may, I think she thinks that, but I think my lab work is going to come out different. So I'm just going to have hope. I'm going to hope and I'm going to hope and I'm going to pray and things are going to come out different. And so then we do the blood work and it doesn't come out different, right? We we see kind of on black and white paper that actually, and actually I'll, I, I do feel like that is something that makes people feel more at peace, right? When they've been told so many times, we don't know what's wrong with you. Everything looks fine. To finally see something on a piece of paper that's confirming, you know, that actually there is, there is an issue here. I think that it would be normal to feel a lot of different feelings and emotions about that. And on one hand to feel like, okay, awesome, right? We found a lot of things here. But then there's this, okay, so it really is Lyme. And it and for you, just to be clear, it wasn't just Lyme, right? There was many co-infections. In fact, I would say that Bartonella was a bigger factor for you and also Streptococcus, even more so than Lyme. But that's how Lyme works, right? Again, that people don't realize is that there's many co-infections and they're all causing their own unique issues. And so it can then be a very interesting journey for healing as well. And we're going to talk about that. So once treatment began, which, you know, the treatment that I utilize 
One of the reasons that I'm able to get success in ways that other practitioners aren't are because I use a very specific therapy. It's an immune therapy and it's very specific to each and every infection that a person has. And so, you know, we do see these really great results. However, it's not always an easy journey to go down. So that is something that I do always try to be very clear with people that it's kind of this up and down roller coaster ride, that there are moments when symptoms can become exacerbated. There are moments when, you know, you're going to hear from these pathogens more as we're training the immune system. And so it's a pretty up and down journey. And so Zulema, what would you say kind of just your thoughts were, you know, now that we're at the end of this and you're feeling better, what was kind of your experiencing going through the journey of the treatment? So I remember when I got the lab results and I said, okay, yeah, it's Lyme and all these co-infections. And you were telling me about the treatment and I was just I mean, I I was not understanding any of it. I'm like, what? I'm like, I I was familiar a little bit with homeopathic treatments, but I just had no idea what you were. I mean, you were talking Chinese at that point to me, and I was like, I don't understand what you're saying. But I do remember asking you, so there is hope, and you say, yes, there's always hope. And of course, you have your sign up in the front that reminded me every time there's hope, hope, hope. And that's all I needed to also kind of let go and just trust. Yeah. You know, I had gone through so much that also my rationalization is clearly this can't be any worse than what I've been through. So I started the treatment and without really understanding it, mm-hmm. I did share it with my husband and he kind of got it right away quicker than I did because he does immunotherapy with his allergies. So he takes his shots and he's like, oh, that's awesome. And he was my cheerleader, right? He supported that. He's like, that's going to be really good for you. And I said, okay, well, let's go. And the first boxes were were pretty okay. They were starting to make me feel good. But then came the third and the fourth and those were not good. They, were, I have to admit, you know, I would constantly email you or call with questions because there were times that I did feel sicker than I had ever felt. But there was that hope still that I think was watered, planted and watered there at the beginning that I felt like, okay, this is part of the process and it's going to go away. And it did, it would, it would go away and I would feel better. Well, yeah, that was going to be my next question is at what point in the treatment were you like, okay, this is working. (laughs) I can, I'm, I'm seeing results and it's no longer me just having faith in Dr. Stanger, right? And now it's like, okay, I can see that this is actually working. Yeah. I would say during the fourth box of treatment of the vials, that's when I started to feel, not to say that I didn't have my very bad lows, I did. But then when the highs would come, I saw my life back Mm -hmm. and I felt like, normal again. I could eat normal foods again. Of course, I would never abuse it, but I was so thrilled about that. That was huge for me. My GI issues, when I was feeling better, I would tolerate more foods and I didn't have the acid reflux and the burning sensations anymore. My sleep was getting a better quality of sleep as well. My anxiety was decreasing. My panic attacks were almost gone. So that's when I started to feel like, okay, this is working. 
So I know with you, the way that we did treatment with you is in the beginning, we did certain pathogens, and then we went back and treated a couple of other pathogens like separately from what we did in the beginning. And for me as a practitioner, I always find it really interesting to see like what symptoms are connected with what infection and and the different journey that we go through with each infection. And did you find that interesting at all? <laughs> at all? Like, so we had treated... Several things in the beginning, like Epstein-Barr and Lyme, and then we went back and treated Bartonella, which is a Lyme co-infection that, in my opinion, can oftentimes bring up harder symptoms than even Lyme can. And then we treated Streptococcus, too, which I think strep was really a huge root cause as well. And so just kind of what, because I'm sure you've learned a lot through this journey, right? Because you mentioned when I first came in, you're speaking Chinese. I didn't know what any of this stuff is. And I'm sure by now you're very familiar with these infections and what they do and what they can cause. So yeah. So when we finished our first round of treatment, I felt, I feel good, but I was more at 80% and I felt, or even 75 at that point still, my GI issues kind of were still there. Some bloating was still going around and just some weird things with my GI. And so we came back and did the strep and the BART. And at first it was okay. Now at the beginning, I didn't know how this, I mean, I kind of panicked a little bit too, because I got COVID right mm -hmm. when I was starting these two new vials. And, but thankfully that went well. But when, again, when I got to the third box, it was worse than the first round of treatment. And I even started to think this was a bad mistake. Maybe I shouldn't have told Dr. Stinga anything and we shouldn't have gone into this treatment because I was feeling worse. I mean, I felt like my all my GI issues came back and worse. And some, I felt like I'm going to go to the hospital of how intense my symptoms were. My husband did get concerned and he said, oh my gosh, we'll email her because if not, then we're going to have to go to the hospital. I'm like, this can't be happening again. And But thankfully during the fourth box, it kind of everything started to kind of level out too. And we also, it might have been COVID that brought up all of the mm -hmm. past infections yeah. on, such as the Epstein-Barr and all of So I had to retake that treatment as well. But I was so happy I did because then I started to see improvements that I hadn't even seen the first time around. So it was definitely a bigger roller coaster to get on, but it paid off at the end. Mm -hmm. And so to me, this is like a great analogy of life in general, right? That so often, so I recently recorded a podcast episode called The Road Less Traveled. And a part of that, I talk about the beauty on the other side of pain, that sometimes we just don't even want to go through the pain, right? We're afraid to go through pain. And then so that we never experience the beauty on the other side of it. And so this is kind of like, the experience of the treatment is that there could be some rough and, and bad days, but there's going to be my experience is however strong you may respond negatively to the immune therapy, that's how much better you're going to feel on the other side of it. And so when patients come to me, you know, in your state, very concerned, I totally can empathize with your concern right now. But for me as a practitioner, I'm like, oh, this is awesome. Like, right. You're going to have an amazing just hold on to the dilemma because <laughs> good days are ahead. And so then, of course, the good days came. And so it's great to share that part of it because I hope to even bring patients who are maybe in the middle of that and say, go listen to Zulema's episode seven, because she went through that too. And she made it on the other side and she's even better than before. What would you say life is like now in terms of like how you're feeling? If you could say just across the board, the things that are that are better now. 
Yeah, I would say all of my symptoms are better. There isn't one that hasn't improved. Um, obviously, I cannot say I'm at 100%, but I am at 90%. And now being off of the treatment for, I think it's now two, almost three months now, I feel even better. It's almost like every month it gets a little better and more better and more better. And, it, and I feel normal. I can have a glass of wine or a margarita or with my husband before during treatment, I couldn't really tolerate them either. Um, now I can, along with the foods, I can start exercising more. I can sleep. My quality of sleep is so much better. Obviously, I still take my supplements, but I know some of those I'm going to need them. And I have come to peace with some I will be needing probably for the rest of my life, but I'd rather take that than medication. So <laughs> that's a win. And everything, I think just all my symptoms across the board have improved a lot. And I'm so thankful. Yeah. I'm so thankful. And did you see the connection with the infections in your anxiety? So as a mental health counselor, right? So I'm sure many people come to you for anxiety. And certainly there's many situations where it's literally situational and like things are happening in a person's life. But then I think what a lot of people don't realize is a lot of brain-based issues truly are connected to infections, that there's literally a physical component to it. And so what were your thoughts on that? Was that something new that you kind of learned to understand how an infection like streptococcus or Lyme could really be a big kind of part of anxiety or panic attacks. Oh, definitely. Yes. With strep, I found, because those were my two big ones, strep and BART. So strep, I would find that it was, every time strep would hit me, it would bring me this fearful type of anxiety that I know was not just in my mind. I know it was an also my circumstances because at that point I didn't have any stress, right? So I knew this has to come from my gut. And it's for me personally, some of the symptoms would even come from my gut. The anxiety, I would feel it coming from my gut. And it was the weirdest thing. It was very bizarre, but it would take me to a very fearful place. And I would tell my husband, I have, I'm feeling afraid. And he says, afraid of what? I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I'm like, I can't even pinpoint it, but I know this has to do with my health issues. And I saw that more with strep. With BART, it was more of like an aggravation type of anxiety. I'm just irritated. And it's like, I can't even, I just want to crawl out of my skin type of anxiety. <laughs> and the grinding of the teeth and I just, my whole jaw would hurt. Also a lot of pressure in my head what is going on? Why do I feel like this? But through the whole treatment, I learned that, that those were connected with this, infect this infection for that and the other infection for that. And that's a perfect description, really, of the two different pathogens. So streptococcus oftentimes harbors in our intestines. And so strep is also at the root of a term that you hear a lot in functional medicine called SIBO, which is small intestinal bacterial overgrowth in the bacteria you know, a strep. And so when people say, I feel anxiety in my gut, I'm like, yeah, that's because it's it's literally in your gut, right? It's streptococcus. And then the funny thing about BART is BART is a major root cause of irritability and anger. And so, and then of course, a classic Lyme symptom could be TMJ and jaw clenching and grinding. And so the interesting thing is that there are people walking around, right, who have some teeth grinding and they are easily irritated and struggling with anxiety. And they would never think that this could be be Lyme. But the interesting thing about Lyme is that it's kind of a sliding scale and it's based on what your immune system is doing. When your immune system is in a better state, you may not feel those symptoms as much. 
But when your immune system declines, maybe because of COVID or stress or pregnancy, then all of a sudden those low-grade symptoms are now much angrier and much more prevalent and you're hearing from them more. And that is a good example of what Lyme could look like, right? Lyme isn't always you're bedridden and bedridden with like fatigue and joint pain. It could literally be just brain-based neurological symptoms. So what would you say, would you say that you learned anything overall? Because I know we talked about this before that you felt like somebody had said, would you, it was a hard, long journey. Would you have gone through it again? You know, and and what did you kind of learn overall? Yes. And even when I've shared my story with others and my, the treatment I have been on, they don't understand it. And they look at me like, you're still in treatment? I'm like, gosh, it's been two years or it's been however long. And I'm like, yeah, well, this is where I'm at. And yes, I would rather take this. And if I had to do it again, I would, because I also see it on the other end, not only through my patients that I see, my clients in my practice, but with certain friends and acquaintances and family members that do have health issues and are taking the conventional route and they are stuck with certain medications that to me now knowing what I know and everything I've experienced and lived through, it fixes one thing, but then it messes up another. And then there's medication for that. Then it it cures that, but then it messes another thing. And it's a never ending cycle. Whereas I've been so grateful and I know it's, it's all been, you know, I give all glory to God because I know he's worked through you and led me to you. And with this treatment that is natural as well. And gives me a lot of peace of mind that I, I don't have to be stuck with medications that eventually are going to hurt my liver or my kidneys or any other type of organ. And it gives me hope that if my symptoms were to come back, because I know all of what I have is not necessarily curable, there is this type of treatment that I could take again. And now I know how to listen to my body and not be afraid of the unknown that I had before of, well, I don't know. We don't know. We don't know. It's in your mind. It's in your head. And well, now I know what it is. That's a really great point, right? Because with knowledge comes, you know, we're not supposed to walk around in fear. And so when we are educated and knowledgeable about our immune system and our health, then it kind of alleviates that fear of like, there's a solution and I know it's at the root and I know what's going on. And I think that sometimes in conventional medicine, people can start to feel helpless and like totally like nobody knows what's going on. So, right. There would then be a sense of fear with that. So, well, I so enjoyed talking to you today, Zulema. Thank you so much for giving your time. And I know that this podcast is really going to help a lot of people, probably a lot of my existing patients. I already have a few in mind. Go listen to Zulema's podcast. (laughs) This might help you. It's going to help a lot of people. So I really appreciate you taking the time to talk to us today. Thanks. Thank you for listening to this episode of Functional Medicine Unfiltered Podcast. Please leave us a rating and review on your favorite podcast platform so we can continue helping you thrive. For information on how Dr. Stanga can help you with your own health issues, please visit us at www.drstanga.com to learn more.